Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 509 on this January 30th. Laura, I've been watching with interest this story that uh, really hasn't been getting much uh, attention from the media here. But one of our sitting congressmen called on another sitting congresswoman to resign, which is sort of remarkable. Tom Emmer uh, saying that he thinks Ilhan Omar should resign over this video that uh, has been circulating on social media. And, you know, this video is in, it's Ilhan Omar speaking in uh, Somali. And so we don't know what she's really saying. The video that's being circulated has an English translation, supposedly. Mm-hmm. But it's part of the challenge of covering these sorts of things, and I hope someone is getting an independent translation and trying to figure out what she really said, because who knows what she really said? I don't know. If you see, it's one of the challenges of covering the news like this, because when you see a video on social media that comes with a transcript, yeah, I don't know. You're is it true? That, is it not? accurate? And I assume it's not. I guess I would start from the assumption that it's not until someone, uh, and she issued. She issued a statement that's saying the interpretation of her words is not only slanted, but completely off. Um, Basically, the dispute is about whether Ilhan Omar is putting Somalia first instead of America first. And so in her remarks, she was talking to, obviously, because she was speaking in Somali, she was talking to an audience uh, full of Somalis, you know, so this is. She she was basically it's just like if you're the governor of Minnesota and you're in Laverne, you're going to talk about how you're going to fight for Laverne. And she's surrounded by Somalis and saying in Somali that she's going to fight for Somalia. Uh, I don't know if what she said is accurately being translated. I assume Tom Emmer doesn't either. Like, do we really need our congresspeople calling on other congresspeople no. to resign? No. Like, that's sort of what gets me going. Like, I don't, I, you know, if you are, see yourself as Somali first rather than American first, well, I don't like that. Like, you're a congressperson in America. You should see yourself as American first or at least equal, right? If, you know, you represent Americans. Now, that doesn't mean you, you don't care or fight for your native country. Right. I mean, we see this with uh, legislators from all sorts of backgrounds who understandably are trying to stand up for their native land. I And I think that's good, right? Yeah. I think the overarching thing here is we need to remember this is politics. Yeah. This is a political year. Yeah. And everything gets twisted and tainted and blown out of proportion, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. And I, I just think... However you feel about Ilhan Omar or Tom Emmer, like we don't need Minnesota congresspeople 
calling out other Congress people to resign. They're not going to resign. So you are just being absolutely full of it, trying to get like the applause from people who already hate your opponent. Like how this is I the more I think about it, the more terrible this is for our state. There was a time where legislators, Republican and Democrat, would absolutely hate each other, disagree on the issues, but would come together like to make sure Minnesota gets taken care of. They would still be respectful with each other. And what if you're Ilhan Omar, what do you like? What happens like Tom Emmer is going to work together with you on something? He asked for you to resign. Like what? We just don't need this. You Mm -hmm. can speak out against like, I don't like this. We should care more about America. All right, fine. Like make your statement. Fine. But to be like, oh, Ilhan Omar should resign. You know, Come on, cram it. Like, it's a load as far as I'm concerned. Nobody needs to be calling it. All the time, it's like, we're going to, this person has to resign, and now we got to impeach this person. You're like, what is happening? They what know. has happened I to know. all of our dialogue? I agree with you. I know. Annoying. Getting me fired up. Poor Laura gets dragged into it. You're like, I'm just trying to do the news, Jason. <laughs> all right, let me give you something silly. Mm-hmm. The new uh, trend of men going to their barbers, is asking for the Travis Kelsey hairdo. Oh, cute. I sort of love this. That's cute. I love this because for years, women have brought in, like, a picture of a, you know, TV star, movie star, whatever, and said, like, I want the, you know, Jennifer Aniston. Yep. And I think it's sort of amazing that in Travis Kelsey's hair... Is I like his hair. I think it's very like it's very doable for most men. Sure, it's right? just kind of a short. It's a buzz cut, kind of phase. buzz cut with fade, right? Fade, yeah, yeah. Longer on top, shorter on the sides. Pretty simple, pretty easy for most barbers to do. Mm-hmm. New York Times wrote about this, and they're like, the barbers are saying. It's basic, you know, when you think about using a, a, a have you ever used like a, a razor, like a, you know? The, yes. So like it's a zero on the side. Oh, yeah. A zero, one, two. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, this is my husband's hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. Yes. So you know what number to ask for when you go in. <laughs> I've heard him. I I know what numbers he asked for. He's like, I need a three <laughs> on the side and a, whatever. Right. Like, I, yeah. it's typical men, right? Yeah. Like we want a, a very easy, uh-huh. easy answer on this. But it's a zero on the side, and then w- until you get to the top, and then it's uh, three. It's probably. like a three. It looks like, yeah. yeah. Um, he said this one barber said he had fifty customers. Fifty customers ask for this last week. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I think that's so cute. It's cool, right? Yeah. Like I, I think it's really fun. I do too. I like all the attention around him and Taylor Swift and the brother. The brother is hilarious, oh, in my yeah. opinion, and I think it's great. It's just fun and silly, and the people that are getting all wound up about this and distracted by it and mad, it's just like, lighten up. Come on. They're fun. I agree. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we may get into this a little bit tomorrow. Okay. Sort of the... The craziness of our uh, political dialogue and also the fact that there are so many independent publishers out there. I know a lot of people hate the mainstream media and don't like the big, you know, big corporate media. 
But what we have instead is a bunch of bad actors who individually are motivated by doing whatever it takes to get clicks and downloads. Mm-hmm. And so you have this sort of crazy group of people who are trafficking in this like, oh, Taylor Swift conspiracy, Jason Kelsey, whatever, like all this stuff. And the reason they're trafficking in it is because people click on it. Yeah, it's the Wild West. It's just, yes, I hear what you're saying. And it's painting the Republic. There there is an article out today by one of uh, the crazies in uh, cable news, Jason Whitlock. uh, And he... He said, like, this uh, Taylor Swift stuff is making the Republican Party look like uh, lunatics. And you're like, it sort of is. <laughs> I think reasonable, peop- reasonable people know, like, well, it's not the Republican Party. It's just, like, a certain group of wackadoos who are having, having their fun mm-hmm. and they're getting their traffic and making their money. Um, but sometimes I think, I don't know, I had such hope for, like, all these independent podcasters and publishers. And you're like, oh, we're going to get this diversity of voices and yeah. things we've never heard or thought of before it's going to be so amazing and instead it's just like a different form of big media it's just organized by i don't know i think there's some good ones out there, there are there's a lot yeah. of good but yeah the ones that get the attention and the all the retweets and all the everything are the ones that are perpetuating nonsense yeah newsweek said today that uh, childcare costs more than college oh that the uh, when you look at the average cost of care, now it's not for everyone, but 20% of parents said they spend more than $36,000 a year on child, on child care. care. Wow. And the average four year in state tuition, all in tuition, fees, room, and board is $24,000. Mm. It's crazy. It is crazy. And I will never forget what it felt like when we had a baby and I needed to go back to work and it was time to find some daycare, how much it was going to cost. And us both saying, there is no way we can afford this. How are we ever going to make this work? And you just do, you just pull it out of the bag and you make it work. But I, that was so shocking to me. And that was back in, you know, 2002. Yeah. Don't you think, uh, Remember what it was like when you weren't making that payment anymore? It's like, oh, oh. I, could, I could just, like, go pay cash for a car. I'm like, it's so, so much money. I know. And the, you're exactly right. We were in the thick of that. Yes. When it was way less expensive. But you can't even imagine how you're going to be able to afford it. I know. It's and the other crazy. trick on this is, like, these daycare providers, uh, they're not getting rich. So you're like, yeah. how is this so dang expensive? I know. I know. I don't know. Boy, if somebody could solve that. If you wanted a surefire way to win election as a governor, like, (laughs) isn't that the issue? Yeah. You're like, well, we can, you know, there's got to be a way that we could do better Mm -hmm. with this. But it's hard getting Mm -hmm. enough providers, getting enough people, making sure kids are still safe. And there's enough regulation, but not too much. Right. We all want the best. Then some of it is parents, right? Like mm-hmm. I just want to be, I just want someone to watch my kid, and now I think people want like you know, we got to learn sign language yeah. and Spanish and Latin, and we got to you know all of this. You're like, just keep them safe. Just keep them safe. Keep them safe. That's Change enough. the diaper, and I'll pick them up at five. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Thanks, Laura. Appreciate it. It's five twenty-one on Drive Time with DeRussia. D Rush Hour news headlines. 
are coming your way in just a minute. What is the most watched streaming series for 2023? A scandal over the Pioneer Press treasure hunt medallion. And if you think it's expensive to fly out of our airport, you're right. I'll tell you why coming up. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. I am in the middle of streaming the most watched streaming series for 2023, but not the most watched original streaming series for the last year. (laughs) I like that. Sometimes you got to be a goldfish. Got to let it go. Ted Lasso again. Hollywood Reporter reporting that Nielsen exec, Brian Fuhrer, with terrible last name for that Nielsen exec. He probably pronounced it Fouray or something. Anyway, <laughs> Brian said Ted Lasso was such a big hit that he initially thought there was an error at the ratings company. Most watched original series on a streaming service last year. But I didn't realize that when you look at what people are watching on streaming services, Overwhelmingly, it's old crap. Like, we see headlines and news stories and whatever about all the, oh, it's this new thing that's out, blah, blah, blah. Nope. Ted Lasso was watched for 16.9 billion minutes, which is, like, one of the dumbest metrics ever. I was trying to figure out, like, what is that? How do we, how many people, like, there's no way to translate it. 16.9 billion minutes is about 281 million 60-minute shows, and now we're just saying numbers. Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Ted Lasso, number one original series, not even in the top ten of most viewed. Number one is Suits. Man, I got sucked into Suits. I am in the middle of it. And let me tell you that Meghan Markle, she is dang attractive. She really is. I don't know whatever happened to her, but she is a cutie patootie. (laughs) 57 billion viewing minutes. I don't know. What are we even talking about? You know, it's after Suits, Bluey, which I am assuming is a children's show or some sort of very perverted. It's a children's show. Okay. Bluey. I don't know what a Bluey is. Kablooey. (laughs) Similar story with movies. Number one, you're like, hey, I wonder what the number one movie in America is. Moana. It came out eight years ago. (laughs) But this is because uh, childcare is so dang expensive. This is what parents are doing. Just watch Moana again. Watch it again. Watch it again. Man, Moana is good, though. Do you have you seen Moana? You don't have kids, Dan, but like. I don't have kids, but I've sort of seen Moana. The Rock. Oh, yeah. you've seen it like on TikTok, right? No, no, there's... You're welcome. What about your welcome? Story. That's a good song. Yeah, there's a whole other story, but please continue. All right. Sort of saw Moana. That's very intriguing. 
The D Rush Hour news headlines have gone way off the rails already. I don't it's all you know what? It started with the Fuhrer. That's where you're like, well, this thing's going south. From St. Paul schools to Madison? Who would who would who would want to do that? Yeah, the bell may ring for St. Paul School Superintendent Joe Gothard, friend of the show. He is in the final three for superintendent of Madison schools. Madison is his hometown. Dan Cook, you went to college in Madison. It's a fantastic college town. I no doubt. Amazing. I like Madison a lot. Oh, it's so good. Uh St. Paul, Minnesota or Madison, Wisconsin. I think it's a it's a more difficult decision than than you might think. You would choose Madison is what I'm feeling. I you know, I, I haven't ever lived in St. Paul. So let me just say that. Okay. I don't I mean, I love the college campus in Madison. I don't know that I'd want to live in the city outside of the college yeah. campus. Similar population size. Madison's about two seventy, St. Paul's about three oh eight thousand. Uh student body wise, not that different either. Madison has twenty five thousand kids in the public schools. St. Paul has about thirty two thousand. So we'll see. Uh Gothard is the superintendent of the year. A scandal over the Pioneer Press treasure hunt medallion and where it was hidden. The newspaper itself reporting on itself, saying that Dakota leaders were not pleased that the medallion was hidden at the Bruce Vento Nature Sanctuary in St. Paul. Now, the sanctuary is a public park. But there has been a movement with the city and a nonprofit to have the area recognized as a sacred space. Uh, the former chair of the Prairie Island Tribal Council, who's now vice chair of this board that's trying to get this to happen, has said it's disappointing because for us it's a place of prayer and a pr- final resting place for our people. The Piner Press Treasure Hunt already excludes the Indian Mounds Regional Park, which is a public park, but the Indian Mounds are like, we don't want people hunting there. And they have said, we are grateful for the Dakota leaders for coming forward and saying, eh, this wasn't a great spot. So it'll be off limits in the future. If you think it's expensive to fly out of our airport, you're right. Care 11 reporting on some new research from USA Today. Average airfare at MSB International was 422 bucks in 2023. Two years ago, well, during the pandemic when no one was flying, it was 136. But the increase is 48 percent. And that is the highest of any airport in the country. Spokane International was second. At 46% increase, O'Hare in Chicago at 43%. That is the D-Rush Hour news headlines here on CCO. The warm weather has caused so many community festivals to be canceled. Last night, I checked out the ice castles in Maple Grove. I'll tell you what that was like, and we'll talk with the national CEO of Ice Castles coming up here on CCO. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 